Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome back to The Breakdown with me, NLW. It's a daily podcast on macro, Bitcoin, and the big picture power shifts remaking our world. The Breakdown is sponsored by Nexo.io, Abra, and FTX, and produced and distributed by Coindesk. What's going on, guys? It is Sunday, January 30th, and that means it's time for Long Reads Sunday. And today we're doing something a little bit different. Instead of reading an op-ed or even a couple of Twitter threads, I'm going to go through the latest report from ARK Invest. This is their annual Big Ideas Report, and so what we're going to do today is the big numbers from the Big Ideas Report. Before we get into that, though, if you are enjoying the breakdown, please go subscribe to it, give it five stars, leave a review, or join the Discord. The Breakers Discord is where I discuss everything going on with the show or in markets or what's new in news and have a ton of awesome people to have that conversation with. You can find a link in the show notes or you can go to bit.ly slash breakdown pod. Finally, a quick disclosure. In addition to them being a sponsor, I also work with FTX. Now, ARC's big ideas report. As you guys probably know, I've had Kathy Wood from ARC on the show a couple times. I've called her the world's best innovation investor. Kathy was one of, if not the earliest, dyed-in-the-wool Wall Streeter who came to Bitcoin. She has been a long-term Tesla bull, and she's the type of person that has conviction even when the markets think that she's wrong. What's more, she's investing on a long-horizon timeline. So although the rise in inflation and the corresponding shift in the Fed's tone has hurt ARC's performance, She is not changing her tune on the long term for innovation. So what I'm going to do is go through and grab some of the key highlights from this report, especially around blockchain, crypto, Bitcoin, etc. Now, I've heard from a bunch of you that you don't always love having a ton of stats in your podcast, and I understand and appreciate that. But this is going to be kind of a numbers heavy show, be forewarned, but I still think it's going to be a lot of fun. So let's dive in and let's start with frame setting. Just so you understand where ARC's coming from. Their bet is that there are five key innovation platforms that will generate huge equity market returns over the long term. The five that they focus on are gene sequencing, robotics, blockchain, battery technology, and AI. Between 2020 and 2030, they're predicting a compound annual growth rate of 26% for AI, 35% for battery technology, 40% for gene sequencing, 43% for blockchain, and 51% for robotics. Overall, they see blockchain and crypto going from about $1.4 trillion in market cap in 2020 to $49 trillion by 2030, almost 50 
trillion. They split that up into 40 trillion for blockchain and 9 trillion for digital wallets. On blockchain, they say all money and contracts could migrate to open source protocols that enable and verify digital scarcity and proof of ownership. The financial ecosystem could be forced to reconfigure and take advantage of the capabilities these technologies afford, potentially leading to more transparency, fewer capital and regulatory controls, and significantly lower contract execution costs. More of everything could become money-like, fungible, liquid, quantifiable, every corporate entity and consumer will have to adapt, corporate structures might be called into question, every sector could be impacted. Now, in digital wallets, they are including not only what we think of as crypto wallets or Web3 wallets or whatever, but actually also sort of neobank-style wallets, so Cash App, PayPal, Venmo, etc., They say digital wallets allow anyone with a connected device to transact money instantly, transforming commercial and financial experiences, and say that traditional financial service institutions could be at risk. Nexo is a trusted and easy-to-use crypto platform where you can buy cryptocurrencies at the touch of a button and start earning up to 17% annual interest that is paid out daily. They support all of the major assets on the market and even allow you to swap one asset for another or borrow cash against your crypto without selling it. Nearly 3 million people in over 200 countries trust Nexo with their digital assets. So whether you're just getting started or you're a seasoned pro, get the most of your crypto today with Nexo at nexo.io. Today's episode is sponsored by Abra. Join over 1 million users and conquer crypto with Abra, an all-in-one, simple, and secure app where you can trade over 110 cryptocurrencies, get 0% interest loans using your crypto as collateral, and earn interest with up to 14% APY on stablecoins and 8.15% APY on Bitcoin. Visit Abra.com or download the app from the Google Play or Apple App Store today. Abra. Conquer crypto. The Breakdown is sponsored by FTX. FTX is the safe, regulated way to buy and sell Bitcoin and other digital assets. Trade crypto with up to 85% lower fees than top competitors. FTX US is also the only leading exchange that supports both Ethereum and Solana NFTs. You can trade NFTs with no gas on FTX US, and gas is subsidized when you withdraw off the platform. Help support The Breakdown and visit FTX.us today. That's FTX.us. For ARC, part of the background scenario for these trends is this dramatic shift in the ratio of the time we spend offline versus the time we spend online. The report estimates that on average in 2021, internet users spend 38% of their free time online and 62% offline. By 2030, they expect those averages to flip, with users spending 52% of free time online and 48% offline. It's not hard if you have that thesis to see how things like crypto and the metaverse might come into play. Now let's get into some of the numbers around the digital wallet and blockchain area, and we'll start with digital wallets. One of their highlight statistics is that the number of digital wallet users has surpassed the number of deposit account holders at one of the largest U.S. banks. JP Morgan, the biggest bank in the U.S., has 60 million deposit account holders, while Cash App has 74 million, and PayPal's Venmo has 82 million annual active users. ARC believes that U.S. digital wallets could scale 69% annually, from more than $400 billion last year to $5.7 trillion in 2026. 
When it comes to public blockchains now, ARK is extremely bullish, saying that they could, quote, transform every traditional asset class from cryptocurrencies to crypto equities to crypto commodities, crypto art, DAOs, and so on. One of the things that I find really fascinating about the report is the way they break down different, quote unquote, revolutions. They say public blockchains are stirring several revolutions. They categorize them as the money revolution, the financial revolution, and the internet revolution. For shorthand, they say that's Bitcoin, DeFi, and Web3. The money revolution is the coordination of value transfer and property rights outside the purview of centralized authorities, governments, and top-down control, from fiat currencies and central banking to global decentralized non-state money. The financial revolution is the coordination of financial services and contracts outside the purview of traditional financial institutions, traditional finance to decentralized finance. The internet revolution is the coordination of identity, reputation, and data outside the purview of traditional media conglomerates and big tech, from corporate-owned platforms to interoperable, user-owned web. Importantly, they say that each of these revolutions involves a different level of trust. The money revolution is the furthest on decentralized trust, while the financial and internet revolutions sit somewhere between decentralized and centralized trust. And of course, you have the status quo over on the far side, which is represented by centralized trust. I'm not going to try to describe it here, but they lay out Bitcoin, Ethereum, Solana, Avalanche, Terra, Binance, Smart Chain, and then on the far extreme of centralized trust, Visa, Amazon, Fedwire, etc. on this spectrum, with Bitcoin being the farthest on the decentralized trust side and Visa, Amazon, Fedwire being the farthest on the centralized trust side. I'll include a link in the show notes because it's worth going and checking out the way that they subdivide this industry. To Bitcoin for a minute, they point out that Bitcoin is taking significant market share as a global settlements network. Bitcoin's cumulative transfer volume increased by 463% last year, and its annual settlement volume has surpassed Visa's payments volume. Last year, Bitcoin settled $13.1 trillion. Bitcoin is also, ARK says, attracting institutional holders. As of November 2021, exchange-traded products, countries, and corporations held 8% of Bitcoin supply. The largest of those holders include the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust, the balance sheets of Block One, MicroStrategy, Tesla, and the Tezos Foundation, and other ETPs like CoinShares XBT Provider, Purpose Bitcoin ETF, and Galaxy Digital. They, of course, discuss in this report El Salvador as the first nation-state to adopt Bitcoin as legal tender, and point out that in El Salvador now, more people have Bitcoin wallets than traditional bank accounts, and it's not close. They're estimated to be 1.9 Salvadoran citizens with traditional bank accounts versus 3.8 Chivo wallet users. ARK believes that Bitcoin's market cap could scale more than 25.9x in the next decade for a total market cap of 28.5 trillion. And that gets them to the probably most quoted number of this entire report, which is that the price of one Bitcoin they believe could exceed 1 million by 2030. Now, fascinatingly, they break out what they see as Bitcoin use cases, remittance network, emerging market currency, economic settlement network, nation-state treasury, seizure-resistant asset, institutional investment, corporate treasury, and digital gold. And to each of these numbers, they ascribe a value. For example, for emerging market currency, they assume that Bitcoin could represent 10% of M2, excluding the top four countries. As an economic settlement network, they imagine that Bitcoin could represent 25% of U.S. bank settlement volumes. Nation-state treasuries, 1% of total reserves. Seizure-resistant asset, 5% of global high net worth wealth. And so on and so forth. And that's how they come up with that Bitcoin could exceed 1 million by 2030 number. Let's move to Ethereum. 
ARC believes that Ether's market cap could exceed $20 trillion in the next 10 years, quote, displacing many traditional financial services and competing as global money. They see a potential for a 56x growth in the total market cap of Ethereum on the back of its use as the reference asset in DeFi. When it comes to NFTs, ARC is focused on true ownership of digital assets, saying non-fungible tokens serve as smart contracts that verify the ownership of digital assets on public blockchains. They usurp the power of centralized platforms to house, control, and verify assets. In 2021, NFTs generated $21 billion in sales, as the number of monthly unique buyers soared nearly eightfold to more than 700,000. Now, maybe the most interesting thing they say, though, about NFTs is their notion that NFTs will, quote, blur the line between consumption and investment. NFTs offer a liquid marketplace in which consumers can invest in different digital assets and engage in peer-to-peer transactions. NFT buyers and sellers determine market-clearing prices on blockchains instead of data aggregation platforms, creating new forms of asset monetization. On this slide, they use the example of digital clothing to show how this line between consumption and investment gets blurred. You buy some digital clothing item, some Gucci, Pete Davidson, Beeple collaboration that hasn't happened yet to use in the sandbox or Decentraland or wherever you're using it. But then in addition to that, you could lend or stake it, you could collateralize it, you could fractionalize it. And so you've taken something that would have just been a consumption expense and shifted it into also an investment. There's obviously still a lot to be determined about how consumption and investment even happens in the metaverse. But I do think this idea of blurring the line between consumption and investment gives us a lot to chew on. Anyways, guys, I'll wrap there. There's a ton more info in this report. I highly recommend checking it out. I obviously didn't get into any of the technologies outside of blockchain and digital wallets, and there's a lot more in there. Like I said, I'll throw a link in the show notes to give you a chance to look for yourself, but hopefully this was fun to listen to. I want to again thank my sponsors Nexo.io, Abra, and FTX, and thank you guys for listening. Until tomorrow, be safe and take care of each other. Peace.